Well, it ended up being a much busier trade deadline than a lot of people expected. A lot of big names got moved, some smaller names got moved. Um, guys like Andre Drummond and D'Angelo Russell have new homes. We'll get into those trades and all the others that happened yesterday before the deadline. So, welcome on in to the Wasatch Basketball Podcast, part of the Wasatch Podcasting Network. I am your host, CJ Dieters. And in today's episode, we are going to cover what happened yesterday right before the trade deadline. Now, a lot of people were expecting it to be more of a quiet deadline, but I expected, and this is mostly because the free agency class this next summer is not overly exciting. There's no stars really in it. There are some guys that can really be helpful as far as rotation pieces, maybe some fringe starters, but the star talent is not there. And so these teams that are going to have cap room going into the summer either needed to be, you know, in love with one of the players that's going to be available in free agency or at the deadline, make some moves to get guys that they believe in more going forward with their team. And that's what a lot of them did. The Hawks, the Grizzlies, and the Cavaliers all went into this deadline with a lot of cap space going into the 2020 offseason. And all of them um, put a lot of money into the into that, that summer to where now they don't have nearly as much spending power going into this summer Um, I think any people that were going to be free agents going into this offseason are kind of bummed out by what happened at the trade deadline just because now instead of maybe finding, you know, a $15 million contract, they're going to be looking for mid-level money somewhere between the $6 and, you know, $12 million range, which will make free agency actually really interesting because now guys like Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol, Derek Favors, um, I'm sorry, none of them are coming to my mind right away right now, but guys like that are now gettable for most of the NBA because the big cap space teams are no longer going to have that big cap space going into the summer. So anyway, with that, we'll go ahead and get on into the trades that happened yesterday. This is in really no particular order. Um, It's mostly just in when the trades were done. I just wrote them down, put them in that order, and we'll go from there. So first is the D'Angelo Russell trade. Um, I said in the player primer that I really didn't think D'Angelo Russell would get traded, but if he did get traded, it would be to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and that is where he is going. Um, He had a little bit of interest from the Knicks as well, but the Timberwolves were the team that was really keyed in on getting D'Angelo Russell on their team to pair with Carl Anthony Towns. Um, So that trade is D'Angelo Russell is going to the Timberwolves for Andrew Wiggins, a 2021 first-round pick, a 2021 second-round pick, and the Timberwolves are also taking on the salaries of Amari Spellman, and Jacob Evans the third in that trade. Um, for the Timberwolves, they get their their number two star of the future to put, put with Carl Anthony Towns. They get a point guard that can actually run the offense. Um, and now with the other trade that they made earlier within the Robert Covington trade, they have a lot of size, 
and athleticism throughout that whole team. Um, you know, and I I really like what the Timberwolves have done. Now they're not in a position to really get themselves back into the playoff race this year, but this is a good move for future years. And in guys like uh, Malik Beasley and Juan Hernan Gomez, they can really see what what it is that they have in those guys going forward, and if they want to keep them with this team. Um, for the Warriors, getting Andrew Wiggins, I actually really like this move for the Warriors. But there's you know there's a caveat to this. I like it if Andrew Wiggins can play the Harrison Barnes role of being a very low usage offensive player that stands in the corner, hits threes, and does a lot of backdoor cuts to get himself wide open, and plays tough on defense. I do not like it, though, if Andrew Wiggins plays the way he has his entire career with the Timberwolves, where he's been a ball hog on the offensive end and a low-effort guy on the defensive end. But I think that the Warriors and Steve Kerr can kind of unlock... um, that potential in Andrew Wiggins and make him a very successful player for them. Amari Spellman will probably become Carl Anthony Towns' backup center in Minnesota. You know, he's a 6'9", very big framed guy. um, Has developed um, as an offensive rebounder, scoring at the basket. Can hit the three at a pretty decent rate. Um, so that's a decent pickup for them. And then Jacob Evans, the third. Um, he's just a guy that the you know the Warriors took a chance on a couple drafts ago. I really don't expect him to be with the Timberwolves going into next season. Um, so next trade, um, much smaller trade, is Derek Walton Jr. has been traded from the Clippers to the Hawks for a second-round pick. I think the pick is top 55 protected, so really it was just a um, Clippers send Derek Walton Jr. and Cash to the Hawks to clear a roster spot and clear some money under their salary cap for themselves. Um, From what I've heard, though, Derek Walton Jr. will be released by the Hawks and will become a free agent. Um, The Grizzlies have sent Bruno Caboclo, to the Houston Rockets in return for Jordan Bell. Um, Jordan Bell was received for, by, by the Rockets in the Robert Covington trade. They immediately flipped him for Caboclo. Um, Jordan Bell will go to the Grizzlies, give them another piece that can play the four or the five. Um, you know, he's decent from the mid-range. I think if he really develops, he could be kind of a David West type player where he's a good defender especially around the post, and can hit from the mid-range at a high enough rate that he becomes efficient from there. And then Bruno Caboclo for the Rockets is just more evidence of them moving to this small ball spacing, um, five-man, or one-through-five switching defense. Bruno is six foot nine, um, very long, decently athletic, but he will be another guy that can switch one through five and can hit the three at a decent rate um, to help get him on the floor. Next trade is one of the bigger ones. Um, And this this is one I talked about a couple episodes ago 
but now it's finalized. So Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, and Solomon Hill are going to the Heat. Dion Waiters, um, Justice Winslow, and um, and James Johnson are all going to the Grizzlies. Dion Waiters is going to be bought out by the Grizzlies, so he will become a free agent. Um, and Justice Winslow gives them a guy that can play the one through the four, can handle the ball really well, is a good defender. He does have some health issues. Um, he's been out for a little while with his lower back, and hopefully he can get the right treatment for that and be able to come back and contribute at the rate that he was with the Heat. Because if he can, he's a very valuable player for the Grizzlies to bring in, only being 23 years old. Um, for the Heat, Andre Iguodala um, immediately gives them a great upgrade at the um, on the defensive end. He's very long, he's strong, can guard. Um, guys like LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, um, Jason Tatum, Gordon or Gordon Hayward. Um, all those type of players. Um, Jay Crowder is another guy at 6'6", can play the three or the four. Again, gives him more defensive versatility. He can hit the three at a decent enough rate. And then Solomon Hill is another small forward, power forward. Um, I think he may get bought out, but he does have a lot of value on the defensive end, and so the Heat may, may decide to just keep him around. Um, in another trade, though, James Johnson, who was sent to the Grizzlies, is now being sent to the Timberwolves. This is a cost-cutting move for the Timberwolves, and it gets them another guy that kind of fits more of that model they're going for, which is just long athletes on the floor. So James Johnson is going to the Timberwolves. He's a six foot nine. Started out his career as a small forward, but he's really more of a power forward center type guy right now. Um, in return, the Grizzlies are receiving Gorky Zhang. Uh, Zhang is a six foot eleven center, has a really soft touch, hits hits quite a few shots from the mid range, is starting to be able to hit from three, um, and he'll be a decent backup center for Jonas Valanciunas. Kind of fits what it is that they like in big men that space ability type stuff. Um, the Hawks made another trade with the team that was looking to offload salary, and that's the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers are sending Scalabissier to the Hawks in return for another top 55 second, or uh, top 55 protected second round pick. So that means the pick will most likely not convey. Um, in Scalabissier, the Hawks are getting Another big, they've already added Clint Capella and um, Dwayne Dedman in the, at this uh, deadline. Uh, Scalabissier is six foot eleven. Has in his time in the NBA has really built up his body, put on a lot of muscle. Um, is actually now a NBA level big man, but he can play the power forward or the center. Has enough spacing ability with his shooting. Um, to play the power forward. Um, decent uh, face-up player that can hit the mid-range as well. Um, underrated as a rebounder. Um, he's not a guy that's going to go out there and pull down like 12 a game, but I think he can get up to like 7 or 8 if you give him consistent minutes. 
So that's a good pickup for the Hawks there for basically nothing. Um, another big trade that went down is Andre Drummond is now a member of the Cavs. And the package that the Cavs sent out is actually really surprising. They sent John Henson, Brandon Knight, and a future second-round pick to the Pistons. When the Pistons were first starting to look to move Drummond, they were looking for a group, a really good young player and at least one first-round pick, maybe two. And for them to end up with expiring contracts that will probably get bought out and a second is very interesting. I really think that the Cavs just called up the, the Detroit Pistons were like, hey, what do you want for, for Drummond? And maybe we can make that work. And when they told them that this type of trade would work, I think they had to immediately pull the trigger. Even though they still have Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson on roster, it was like, we have a chance to bring in Andre Drummond. If he doesn't work out, we can flip him this summer for at least more than the second-round pick than we gave up in this trade. Um, for the Pistons, though, they are really going headlong into this rebuild. Um, you know, they they get some expiring contracts that they'll either buy out or just let expire, get some more breathing room this summer. Um, and I really... I really think that the Pistons are, are done with being a team that's chasing the 7 or 8 seed in the East and are looking to become a contender again. Um, another smaller trade that happened is Shabazz Napier is getting sent from the Nuggets, who they picked up in that 14-12 player trade, um, to the Wizards. In return, the Wizards are sending Jordan McRae to the Nuggets. Um, this gives... You know, this gives the uh, the Wizards a, a decent replacement for Isaiah Thomas, who they sent out in another trade that I'll get to in just a second. Um, and Jordan McRae for the Nuggets gives them a guy that's in more of a position of need at the shooting guard. A very good scorer off the bench. Not going to provide you much defense at all, but he can help um, give them a boost off the bench. Um... The other big trade to talk about is Marcus Morris is being sent from the Knicks to the Clippers. Um, in return, the Clippers are sending Mo Harkless to the uh, to the New York Knicks. They are also sending Jerome Robinson to the Washington Wizards, and the Wizards are sending them Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is going to be um, released by the Clippers, so he will be a free agent. Marcus Morris, though, gives the Clippers a, a huge upgrade at the small forward, power forward position. Gives them more size, more defensive ability, more three-point shooting. Um, that was a very good pickup for them, and they really didn't give up that much. They gave up Mo Harkless, Jerome Robinson, who wasn't in their rotation, and their first-round pick this year, which is going to be like the 24th to like 28th pick, something like that, in a bad draft. So... I believe that it was really not that much compensation that they gave up to get a guy like Marcus Morris. Um, in Mo Harkless, the, Nug the Knicks are getting a six foot nine small forward that can also play the power forward position. Very long, very good athlete, great defender, okay shooter, like a 30% three point shooter for his career. But mostly for them, 
they're getting that first round pick, which is great for them because, you know, they just let let uh, their team president Steve Mills go, and they're moving in this direction of actually trying to build a good young team instead of just stock up a bunch of veterans and see what can happen. Um, final trade to talk about is James Ennis is going to the Magic for a second round pick. This is, you know, all these other star players are great trades. I think Andre Drummond is probably the best trade just because of how little the Cavs gave up. But I think this trade for Orlando is possibly the best trade of the entire deadline. It's very underrated because all they gave up was a second round pick. But James Ennis is a guy at six foot seven, um, is a really good defender, very athletic, fits their system really well, can hit the three at a high rate, which they really desperately need. Um, and it's kind of interesting that the, the Sixers would do this type of trade because I think James Ennis is another key piece to what they're, they have going forward. But anyway, um, those are the trades that went down on, on trade deadline day. Again, it was a very busy day. Now teams like the Cavs, the Grizzlies and the Hawks no longer have cap space going into this free agency period um, in July and so it's going to be really interesting what happens in free agency because of that because there's still some decent names that could come on and be either your fifth starter or you know very quick guys off the bench um, and again that'll be really interesting to see what type of money they're getting paid and what teams they can go to now since nobody really has that much cap space going forward so with that we'll go ahead and end this episode Thank you for listening. You can always follow this podcast on Instagram at Wasatch Basketball Pod. You can email me at Wasatch Basketball Pod at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. Bye.